The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery on Unity Online Radio. We are glad you're with us today. I am Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey. Facebook users, you can always send us your questions and comments anytime during the week from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. Be assured that your anonymity will always be respected. So please let us know what's on your mind. We'd really love to hear from you. Today's show is titled Confident Living. Many of us in addiction recovery are all too familiar with the feeling of fear, fear of the future fear of change, fear of pain, you can probably add to the list. The good news is that in recovery, we can learn to manage and transform our fear, moving instead into a life rooted in faith. Today, we want to share our experience, strength, and hope on moving from fear to faith using the power of release. We want to share with you what we were like before, what happened, and what we are like now along with a spiritual tool or principle that helped guide us through the tough times. We certainly hope that you will find something in our experience that will be helpful to you in your own recovery. So today we're going to be talking about first that experience of fear and then moving from that fear to faith through the power of release. So when I ask myself, uh, what was my experience of fear, you know, I'm, I'm thinking or focusing on before recovery or early in yeah. recovery. Um, and again, it's, it's not that the, everything was just louder then and more, and it was more overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not even as if the um, nature of my concerns has changed that much. It's just like, if it was a volume knob, it went from 10 to too, you know, over time. But the kind of fear that I have experienced then is, first of all, fear of not having enough. Mm -hmm. Enough what? Yes. Enough (laughs) of whatever. (laughs) Whatever I want some of, I can be afraid that there's not enough of. Right. You know, I regularly order too much takeout food. Like, oh, let me add one appetizer so we don't run out. And then I get it here. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God, me too. This is way too much. (laughs) I have a feeling I'm not the only one that does that. Uh, Fear for me, fear of not understanding how something works because I feel particularly Mm. lost. If I feel like I don't understand something, which is different than not understanding it, I just need, if I feel like I don't understand it, then that can be very fearful. 
for me. Fear of being lost, kind of a similar thing. Just general safety in the world, you know, mm -hmm. um, this sort of unconscious, um, it's kind of like a low-lying fear that the world is not a safe place for yeah. me. Yeah. Now, that's not how I feel today, but that's absolutely how I felt before I got into recovery. Yes. Yeah, boy, so did I. I had that really too, that just that feeling that the world is not a safe place. And um, if that's the operating belief, then there's a lot of evidence for that. You know, it's not hard to line up evidence to support that belief. Um, luckily, you know, I think it's safe to say neither you nor I have to live that way anymore. We don't have that yeah. sense that things are just not safe. In fact, we have the opposite sense that things are very much safe and that the universe is a friendly place. Um, but, and that doesn't mean, of course, that bad things don't happen, but it's, it's bigger than that. It's just about, you know, the general direction that things are going in the universe and I felt before I didn't not having higher power on board, not having a spiritual belief system. There was nothing, there was no ground. There was nothing for me to um, put my, you know, so, nothing for me to put my feet on, to stand on as, you know what I'm saying? Like a, yeah, a, I do. a ground of being, you know, a, a something to rely on and to feel faith in. And um, when I didn't have that, lots of things seemed scary. So the, some of the things you mentioned too, you know, I had, I definitely had lack mentality. I mean, I think lack mentality is sort of the default setting in this culture, unless you learn otherwise, right? Or maybe unless you grow up in, uh, I don't even think it matters if you grow up in a lot of riches, because I think that those people can still have just as much lack mentality. Yeah, it's very common. I yeah, I've observed and experienced myself. Yes, definitely. So I had that fear, you know, our, our big book talks about fear of economic insecurity. And you know, that was a really big one for me before I got yeah. into recovery. Just oh, me too. And it also, yes, it's terrifying. I also was, you know, a young adult that was just making my way in the world, you know, and so some of that is natural. But, um, you know, I learned very quickly once I got into unity principles and started learning about prosperity and everything that I didn't have to live that way, that I didn't have to be in fear all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's just the, that, type, you know, that's one of our promises in, in the 12 step recovery program is that, you know, fear of economic insecurity will leave us. And it's interesting that that's one of the first things that I learned in unity was prosperity consciousness. Yeah, so they really, too. yeah, they went right together. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And I think that folks that, um, you know, find unity and recovery, like around the same time or one shortly after the other really find that, that, so many of the principles are so in line that they really just go really well together, which is why we even yeah. have this show in the first place, right? Because that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. That's exactly what we're doing is drawing the parallels between them because they're both spiritual paths. They, they have more in common than they have uh, different. Right. And if you know one, the other one makes a lot of sense. And they complement one another. Yeah, I think so. So one, one thing that had occurred to me when I thought about the fear I've experienced before is, and you started to mention um, some of the ninth step promises, four of them, I feel like are addressing fear. So I'm going to share those because mm -hmm. they're sort of, here's what will, the, here's what will happen when we can let go of these fears or we yeah. will let go of these fears. And 
Um, it, number two, we're going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. That's yes. the opposite of fear. Exactly. Freedom and happiness is the opposite of fear. Number four, yeah. we will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. Also yes. the opposite of fear. Number 10, and, and this is what you said, fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. Mm-hmm. That was both of those were a big thing for me. Yeah. And 11, we will intuitively know how to handle situations which used to baffle us. Yeah. Now, for me, a situation that baffles me is a fear generating kind of thing. Right. I don't know, maybe some listeners can be baffled without feeling fear, but I feel fear when I feel baffled. Right. So I included that one. Mm-hmm. For me, that that's the opposite of fear. So, you know, being afraid of all these different things, or what's, what's the book say, a thousand forms of fear, yes. et cetera. Um, and then it lays out a path, if you will, reflected here in the promises, like this is what will happen if you do this work, all, yeah. all these ninth step promises. And these four jumped out at me because they directly, to my ear, they directly address the fear that I spent way too much time in. And they have all come true for me. Yeah. And it's never a one and done. They right. continue to come true. Yes. It's wonderful. The meetings where they read the promises, because I think people, well, people at any point in recovery, but especially if they're new or if they're going through a difficult time, it's kind of really wonderful to hear, you know, this is what you're going to get if you do this work, you know, and then you see all the old timers nodding because yes, those things came true for them. And so um, that's something to really, you know, and, and they're going to pan out a little bit differently for each person. And like you said, it's not a one and done. Um, But most of us has have found that to you know, more or less degree that all of these promises have come true in some form in our lives. So I love that you said that freedom is the opposite of fear. I love that because, yes, because fear is a very contracted state, right? When we're afraid, we're shut down, we're contracted, we're, we're shutting things out. We are in sort of survival mode. um, And it's a very closed, you know, place. And the opposite of that is, is not not fear but freedom you know freedom from that freedom openness and um you know uh yeah what i'm just trying to think of words you know to describe that but it's yeah those are good words i love freedom i love that you know because that really is um what we are seeking i think in a sort of overall way is we're seeking freedom from these things that caused us um so much pain and um suffering and challenge so yeah. yeah i love that freedom we we are we are seeking freedom from these things so i relate to that thousand forms of fear i mean when you're living a fear-based life as i was um fear is basically kind of everything you know there's fear of everything like like you said fear of people fear of economic insecurity fear of not understanding fear of you know, fear of not being liked by people, fear of not being good enough, fear of not, you know, being competent, fear of, you know, I don't know, for me, those are big ones that, you know, not being, I'm a three on the Enneagram, blah, 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 I gotta be liked, I need everybody to like me, I need to be, you know, I need that external um, validation all the time. So that's, that's, you know, that's one that I can still get into struggling with today. Sure. Um, of, you know, fear of people not liking me or not loving me or fear of not being good enough, not, um, not being seen as competent or, 
frankly, yeah, not right. being seen as wonderful because I want to be seen as wonderful. All right. Well, it's a good thing that you are so wonderful. So oh, you goodness. don't have to deal with that that often. <laughs> and it's not like these things completely go away. I mean, some of them are, you know, sort of our cross to bear that, you know, we have to continue working on. It's a lifelong, it's a life, you know, some of the more ingrained deeper things we're always I'm always working on them but some of them really did go away you know pretty quickly so that's kind of a hopeful message for people if they're new that you know you start living this way and doing this work at least a a certain degree of that fear will really begin to drop off don't you think it happens pretty quickly I do that was my experience yeah you know everyone's path is different but that was my experience and I'm reminded of that saying that we have it works if you work it and yeah. it does work if yeah. you work it that I have seen it in myself and I've seen it in others over and over again yeah. you know one thing that uh, comes to mind as I think about fear is you know if 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 I want to if I have kind of an unhealthy way of pushing back on it so one being team Jesus here what one way we can look at Jesus teachings is it's a position of non-resistance Right. right that there's a theme in there of non-resistance yes. which is which is um a theme that we find in general in these sort of deep intense spiritual growth journeys uh but if my reaction to the fear i can start overusing my power of strength like i'm going to power through it well i'm afraid i can't do it so i'm going to try twice as hard you know i'm not a quitter i'm just going to keep going where there's a will there's a way you know I'll do this if it kills me. That kind of fighting with it, for me, is a very unhealthy use of the power of strength and where I find the real uh, relief or the path forward is in more in surrender than strength. Now, strength is neither good nor bad. I'm using it all the time. It's a matter of, am I aware of how I'm using it? And am I using it in a balanced way? manner i can use it as a response to fear in a way that's not balanced when letting go is what i really need to do and fortunately you know over over the years i have learned to get better at that yeah we've we've talked about uh, fear a lot and as we always say it's really important to tell our story and to be able to tell the truth about what's going on and then Once we've done that, we want to move out of the challenge or the problem and move into the solution. So what is the solution for us here today? Well, our Unity co-founder, Charles Fillmore, developed a set of 12 spiritual uh, principles or abilities that he called the 12 powers. And these are things that we all have and that we are all using all the time, but we can learn more about them and we can learn how to use them more effectively, more skillfully in our lives. So the power that we're talking about today and that we found helpful in moving out of that fear and moving into faith is what we're calling the power of release. Which does seem easy to understand in a way, right? To release is to let go of something. And that sounds simple. But in practice, it's often not as easy as all that. The idea of releasing something is quite different from the reality of releasing it. Or as I've heard, uh, what is the Woody Allen quote? I'm not afraid to die. I just don't want to be there when it happens. (laughs) Right? Or I'm not afraid to die, just not today. (laughs) Right? So what do you think? That's funny. We always say like, you know, we know when we've let something go because it's sort of like all 
torn to bits and like there's oh, just yeah. a little thread hanging from it you know that's claw how marks. that's how, yeah claw marks exactly because <laughs> we let go so gracefully <laughs> you know uh letting go is one of these like mega spiritual principles i've found over the years it just keeps coming back yeah. again and again and um kind of a buddhist concept in a lot of ways but it's certainly a universal one and i'm finding that it applies to more and more aspects of life that life is a series of letting go you know um right now there's you know we're turning we're moving into fall and i'm thinking a lot about the change of the seasons because i'm suddenly freezing all the time (laughs) and putting a sweatshirt on and and um there you know i keep seeing this meme on facebook with the uh, beautiful colored leaves and saying you know, uh, the leaves are about to show us how beautiful it is to let go. And so it's really sort of um, this time of year is a a real metaphor for letting go, because literally, the uh, natural world is letting go, you know, the leaves are letting go and falling off the trees and, um, you know, dying or transitioning or shifting into something different. And so it's a good time of year for us to be thinking about these things. And I, in fact, gave a sermon on um, something very close to this topic on Sunday. So it's, it's right in my mind. Um, And it's a really big one, you know, that we just pretty much have to keep letting go of everything all the time. Because, uh, like I was saying, there, you know, there's two ways to go through life, we can go through life very contracted and fearful, gripping things tightly, trying to make things happen a certain way, worrying about things when they're not going a certain way or worried that they're not going to go a certain way, controlling. I've come to see those things as very tight, closed, contracted feelings. And the other way to live life is in a very open, allowing, receptive, and surrendered way. And that seems to work much better for me when I do that. So what do we need to let go of in life? Pretty much everything. Um, I'm doing a series on dying right now um, in our church, and we even have to let go ultimately of our own lives, of the fact that, you know, we're mortal and we are going to die. And, um, you know, clinging to this, clinging to the idea that we're going to live forever is not helpful. So we, ha- we really have to let go of everything, even our very lives. On in this material existence, right. this body, this body, this body yeah. is going to die at some point. Yes, right. And if I'm identified with this body, then then my reality is that I'm going to die. Right. What I am uh, working toward is that I am not this body. This right. body can die, and I uh, will not. Which is getting a little weird and advanced spiritual concept. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking about what does the power of release mean for me? Uh, and we started to talk about this letting go is a spiritual tool, right? And I thought about different spiritual traditions and, you know, where is, how is letting go represented? Like in Buddhism, letting go is a non-attachment, right? And, yes. the, and the idea that attachment is the root of suffering is the central tenet of the yeah. Buddhist faith. And I know that to be true. Yeah. I understand what they're saying. And I, I agree with that. In Al-Anon, so 12-step program, sort of the, the sister program, if you will, for, the, for um, the addiction program is the Anon program, detachment, right? Move the focus off of the other and back to self. So I'm not trying to control you. If, if you're the drunk and I'm the spouse and the codependent, then 
um, I need to detach from what you're doing mm-hmm. uh, and move my focus back to what is going on within me. So that is a letting go of my need to control the other person. Yeah. Um, in the big book, this is a quote, the results are nil until we let go absolutely. Yes. This doesn't work until we let go completely. We could sub the word completely in there for absolutely, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, Jesus in, in the Gospel of Matthew 18, 22, talks about how many times should I forgive? 70 times, seven times. Over yeah. and over and over again is the point there. Yep. I don't think there's anything magical about that many times. No, Although it just means get over a sheet and over. of paper and write out, I forgive so and so completely that many times, and it would probably help. Yeah. Um, the the point is a lot. Yep. How how often should we forgive over and over and over? Basically, till it's a non-issue, and we are releasing that resentment, which is another one of those great ideas that that sounds terrific. And I'm like, yeah, sign me up. And, and but it's a lot harder to actually do, <laughs> right? Than it is to talk about. I mean, I think that's the truth with most of this stuff. It's it's harder to do, you know, these the, these things are very simple concepts, but that doesn't make them easy to do. Yeah, but luckily, right. spirituality is not, you know, spirituality is a practice. So it's not something that we just, oh, I got it. Good. I'm done. I'm on my way. Um, it's something that we practice, you know, human beings are going to need to practice letting go their entire lives. We're never going to get perfect at it. Um, it's something that we keep practicing over and over. And the thing, the reason, one of the reasons this is letting go is such a big, big mega concept, um, spiritually is because there's a paradox to it, right? Like in unity, we're a lot about, um, you know, creating our lives, co-creating with God, using the power of our minds, the law of mind action to manifest the things we want to create the type of life we want. That seems all very active and sort of control, not controlling, but you know what I'm saying? Like we're, like we're creating this thing. And yet at the same time, we're talking over here about letting go. And so that can get a little bit confusing, right? So there's so many spiritual paradoxes that we encounter on this journey. And I think this is really one of them that, you know, and this is sort of what our serenity prayer is about is like what, you know, we let go of just about everything so that we can have the little bit of power that we do have. You know what I mean? Um, It's this idea that we are not, you know, we are not in control of everything that's happening in the universe. Yes, we have, we can exert a certain amount of influence based on our consciousness and what we hold in our, in our thoughts and um, in our beliefs and all of that. And that's, like I say, a big part of what unity is about, but there's so much that we don't have control over. And so it's sort of discerning, you know, letting, letting go of our control is what ultimately gives us the only power that we really do have, if that makes any sense. It makes a lot of sense to me because I have an illusion of power that's actually the opposite and is preventing me. You know, and I learned uh, early on, like we we're saying earlier in unity prosperity principles that, you know, if I'm, if I'm undertaking a goal setting practice manifesting or whatever you want to call it, you know, I, I can do that. I can, I can have what, what I can think, what do I want to do or be or have? Mm-hmm. I can set those goals and I can accomplish those goals using this, you know, spiritual means. Right. Um, but the critical step, a critical step in all of that is once I'm very clear on what it is that I want, that's really important. And I, I'm doing my, 
you know, forgiveness practice, letting go of resentments or whatever, there comes a point where I need to ask within or ask of the spirit, what do I need to change about myself mm-hmm. in order to accomplish this goal? That to me is where it all happens. Yeah. And changing something about myself is no doubt a subtractive process. It always is. It's always a, a process of letting something go. Right? What do I need to let go of in order to achieve this goal? Might even, I actually, now that I say it out loud, I like that way of saying it much better. What yeah. do I need to let go of in order to uh, achieve this goal? Yeah. And then I need to follow that guidance with integrity. I need to let go of whatever it is. I had a goal of being debt-free uh, some years ago. And I, and I followed the directions and I took it into meditation and I turned within and I asked, what do I need to do in order to be debt free? And immediately, like one microsecond later, uh, this, this, it was placed into my mind, I need to quit smoking. Mm. I was smoking at the time. And I'm like, what does that have anything to do? I don't want to quit smoking. What I started arguing, what does yeah. that have to do with this anyway? This is stupid. Why did it say that? <laughs> And I did not quit smoking. Now, fast forward uh, years later, I find myself out of debt. And guess what I had done Uh, along the way? I had quit smoking. I was like, shut up. (laughs) No way. How did the universe know that? Yeah. So, you know, letting go, subtractive, even when we're, we're... like you're pointing out, even when we're allegedly looking to acquire things, because that's what it looks like superficially and from the outside. Right. Oh, you're just trying to acquire a vacation or a, a car or whatever. Well, actually, what I'm doing is internal healing. I'm healing the things that are telling me I don't deserve to have that. Yeah. Right. And the way I'm getting there is not by adding a car, but by letting go of anything that's preventing that from occurring in my life. Yeah, I like that. So, you know, and we say a lot in unity, we're letting go or releasing all that which no longer serves us or all that which stands between us and fully stepping into our, uh, our divinity, all that stands between us and God, between us and our higher selves, we're, we're clearing out, it's a clearing out. Um, and yet it occurs to me that ultimately, we even need to let go of the need to change anything but that's getting very buddhist that's because that's where i've been lately the ultimate letting go is letting go of even the need for anything to change but that's that's pretty high level concept yeah (laughs) i I hear it though i'm letting that sink in yeah there's a uh, we'll get there later (laughs) yeah yeah i've heard the saying you know what if nothing is wrong and that's sort of along those lines oh man we could I could get started on that, but hang yeah. on, hang on to that thought. That's a good one because yep. it's time for a short break. And when we come back, we will continue the conversation. So please stay with us. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. Yes, welcome back. We are glad that you're with us today. If you're just joining us, my name is Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. 
We will resume our discussion in just a moment, but first we want to remind you that you can send us your questions and feedback anytime during the week from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Message us from there and let us know what's on your mind. Prior to the break, we were discussing fear and what that was like living in a lot of fear. And then we moved into talking about the 12 powers, specifically the power of release. So now we're going to talk about how we use that power of release to move out of that fear and into faith. Well, what comes to mind first is I might have to spend some time talking about how uh, I was not particularly skilled at letting things go for whatever reason. I had lots of stuff. If I had a garage, it was full of stuff. If I had a closet, it was full. Garden shed was full of stuff. So there's just a part of my wiring that that says, um, you know, that kind of fear of not enough is what it is, of letting go. Like, well, I better keep this because what if I need it someday? You know, and if I give it away or if I throw it away or let it go or move it on or find it a new home or whatever, then what if I need it? Then I'm going to feel really bad that I don't have yep. it. And that still happens sometimes. I'll find like some little plastic thing. I'm like, what is this? And I'll be all bold. I don't need this. And I'll throw it away. And a week later, I'm like, oh my God, I just realized what that thing was. I know, I know that happens. But most of the time that does not happen. Every once in a while it does happen. And of course I notice it because it aggravates that uh, fear within me. Um other things that I was not skilled at letting go, bad habits and behaviors, smoking, mm-hmm. addictions, you know, all kinds of stuff. Resentments, labels, labels are for other people, right? Uh, relationships, letting go of my story about things, you know, my narrative about who I am and why I'm this way and why everyone else needs to oh, change goodness. and get with the program. They didn't get the memo from King Dan about how they're supposed to act i don't know what their problem is all right old ideas or um in unity lingo error thought Mm -hmm. right these are all things that i carried and i'm sure carry today to some extent um that i would i i did not have either the skills or the internal supports i think it's both Mm -hmm. to let go of so when i asked how did i use the power of release to move from fear to faith I began uh, doing things to work on that, to um, develop the internal supports, go to therapy, talk to program friends, be an active part of a recovery community, work the steps, have a sponsor, talk to my sponsor, talk to my recovery buddies, tell the truth about what's going on with me is the core of it. And those are the kind of things that I did to help me begin to develop the capability of letting things go. Yeah. I love that you said that, Um, you know, these things that we have learned to hold on to, there's a reason why we have learned to hold on to them, right? Now, I feel totally indicted by half the things you said, especially the, <laughs> you know, the stuff, the material stuff. I really blame my immigrant great-grandparents, you know, it's they lived, fault. it's their fault. They literally needed to hold on to everything because they never knew when they were going to have nothing and really might need it and so um i basically inherited that which you can see by looking around behind me the difference between my background and your background (laughs) there's a lot of stuff in this very room i need to let go of but um the point is well taken that we you know we 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 have learned 
to hang on to things for a reason. So when we, when it comes to beginning to let go of things, there needs to be some support in place. You know, it, it could be, you know, we've all seen the hoarder shows. It could be the, the physical material things in your house, or it could be, you know, big things like relationships, resentments, error, thought, all of those things. Any of them, letting them go is, is a threat to the um, status quo, right? It's a threat to the system of, of survival that we have created for ourselves. So there need to be supports in place in order for us to begin to let those things go. So I appreciate that, you know, and that's what we get when we begin to work the 12 step program and also, you know, attending unity and learning unity, spiritual principles that that begins to create those supports for us. The first support that we get is having a higher power. You know, I began to be able to let go of things only because I suddenly believed that there was a higher power that loved me and that was holding me in some way that I would be okay if I let those things go. You know, we aren't going to just let go into the void and just go tumbling through the darkness. There's got to be something that's going to catch us when we begin to let go of these things that have been emotional supports for us, you know? So for me, that was really a huge thing was, um, you know, finding an, a higher power, coming to believe in a higher power uh, that I believed was going to catch me when I began to let go of these things. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So I'm I'm sitting here re- remembering that letting go is a foundational skill for changing our lives. It's mm-hmm. it's a, it's a core ability that we can develop. That's why we have one of the twelve powers for it this power of of release it's something that we need to become more skillful in the ways that we use it and even just looking around at nature i mean nature is full of cycles right and these cycles always are about uh letting go it's especially easy to see maybe this time of year if you live in a place with you know where the trees uh start to lose their leaves and they change colors and they let go and and weren't you just saying something earlier mm-hmm. about the leaves letting go yes and how beautiful it is and so doesn't it look like something bad is happening yes like oh no wait we like the green remember what's mm-hmm. going on everything's dying well yes and no i mean it's everything's not dying but there is this appearance of withdrawal and and death when really it's just part of the natural cycle so that in the spring literally the plants can spring forth again into a whole new cycle so the letting go part is necessary for the cycle of life and we could probably sit here and come up with a zillion examples that's just one and i do like i really love it when i see a spiritual principle reflected clearly in the natural world Uh that just roots it for me like yes there is absolutely something very central about this it 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 it, it exists outside of the human mind even it's going on has nothing to do with people if all people magically disappeared from the earth in a moment this would still be happening yeah this isn't this is part of god and it'd be a lot happier too (laughs) yeah really I, I love that too. I often look to nature to confirm my belief in things um, because I believe that nature has a lot of wisdom. And, you know, I, I'm not 100% sure about this, but I think that a big difference between trees or leaves and me is that I'm worried about letting go and I don't think the leaves are. 
Now, I, I don't have leaf consciousness. I'm not exactly sure what it is to be a leaf, but I, I'm pretty sure, or my working assumption is that leaves and trees don't have um, an ego uh, consciousness. So they aren't worried about things. They, um, they're kind of just they maybe they exist in a constant state of oneness right they just know that it's all okay they know that they're letting go um they know what they're letting go into they know that they understand that it's a cycle they know that something has to die in order or some part of them has to die in order for something new to be born um maybe they just understand that intuitively so what that tells me is that the more that i can try to step into that consciousness the more easily I can let go. Now, I'm probably, you know, I'm a big fan of trees. I think redwood trees are probably some of the wisest beings on the planet. I'm probably never going to even get anywhere near that level of wisdom. But um, if I can try to uh, step as much as possible into that consciousness of oneness and that cycle of life, um, then it can become a little bit easier for me to let go. And I can watch how nature does it with such grace and see that um, if nature can do it, you know, maybe I can do it too. But it does help to understand that it's a cycle and it's a never ending cycle, you know, and that, you know, we know that when the leaves fall off the trees, we know that the spring is coming again and that they're going to, you know, regenerate. And so we have to kind of apply that to ourselves too, that I'm letting go of something something that presumably no longer serves me, something that is worn out and dying, so that something new can be born in me. So there's never a vacuum, right? It's not like I'm just letting go and there's going to be nothing. You know, whenever we let go, we create space for something new to be born in us. Yeah, I like that way of looking at it. And that's kind of where my mind was going, is that letting go is how we change our focus. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if I'm holding on to something, I am focused on that thing and I'm convinced that I need it and it's not safe yeah. to be without it. Therefore, I'm clinging to it. Yeah. yeah. So letting go is how I change my focus. And metaphysically, letting go creates the room or the space for new things, which is exactly what I was hearing you mm-hmm. sharing just there. So we have um, in unity our practice of denial and affirmation which can be a helpful tool Mm -hmm. for sort of training my mind and how this stuff works and the first step is always what we call the denial it's a letting go of Mm -hmm. it's not denying that something is happening denial it's denying that these events have power over me right so i'm 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 denying the power that i might be giving away to um, circumstances say and then once i have said my um denial statement like you know the the weather outside has no power over me if i'm getting upset about the weather then i follow that up with an affirmation so i'm basically replacing that like well Mm -hmm. if i'm taking this away because it's unhelpful and untrue let me add something in that is helpful and is spiritually true you know whatever that might be all weather is beautiful (laughs) i remind myself all weather matters (laughs) Yeah, all that matters. Um, and so that is a, first a letting go, a clearing out of some space, and then bringing something in to replace that space. And mm-hmm. to me, a, a denial and affirmation is a wonderful tool. It's not the change itself, but it is a tool that shows me where I am 
on the path. Like if I, if I state a denial and I can feel inside me that I don't really believe it, uh, it's like, it's like I'm giving myself something to compare to like, Oh, I'm, I'm actually having trouble around this letting go because when I make that statement I get feel all tight in my stomach Mm -hmm. oh there's something going on there so the denial it's not like it magically makes it true just as I said it it's like a light that shows me what's going on and where my work is or if I make an affirmation you know I'm a radiant center of God's health and but I don't feel very healthy oh now I have a contrast what's going on between the difference between the affirmation statement and how I'm experiencing my life right now that's where my work is yeah I love that about them yeah yeah so if the denial and affirmation is the process that we use in unity um you know the 12 steps have its own have their own um process of letting go and it begins with the third step right the third step is sort of the big letting go um, which, you know, usually comes early in our recovery. And so it's a, it's letting go into this new way of living that we're, we're saying that we're willing to try this out. We're willing to, to travel this path and see where it goes. Um, then there, then we get to use it over and over and over again on just about everything else under the sun, you know? And I loved that when I learned the third step, because I was, you know, prior, I was so, you know, clinging and controlling everything and worrying about things and thinking I had to make things come out a certain way. And, oh, my God, what if they don't? And how can I make this happen? How can I get what I need? You know, that very contracted, fearful state. When I took the third step, it was like, ah, it was this huge relief. I don't have to do this anymore. I can turn this over to something else. Now, my understanding of how that works has changed a little bit. What I'm exactly turning it over, I think before I had a little bit more immature of an idea that I could just turn this over and God was going to take care of everything. It was all going to be good. Now I understand it's a little more nuanced than that. Um, But to me, now the third step is turning it over to a higher consciousness, turning it over to my higher self, taking it out of the ego material um, individual self realm and taking it into a higher spiritual realm and letting that higher consciousness work on the problem, work out the problem, because that's where the solution is, right? The solution is always in the spiritual realm. The solution is never in the material realm. Um, So it worked so well for me and produced so much relief for me when I did that first third step that I just started using it on everything, you know, and, um, and, and what I found was that immediately my life started working better. Yeah. And of course, that has, you know, continued, Um, I use it as much as possible. But uh, it's changed a little bit. Now it's more of um it's a relinquishing of my need to have things turn out a certain way. And even realizing that I probably don't even know what the best way it is for things to turn out, you know, because I'm, I'm human living a material existence. I don't have the scope of vision or of, you know, understanding of things to be able to always know what's best for me. So, um, letting go of that and, and allowing, allowing myself to be guided by, by God, by the higher power, by the universe, Um, by my own higher self, my own higher mind, allowing myself to be guided and allowing life to unfold. We talk about this a lot on this show, allowing life to unfold effortlessly, rather than me having to force things to go a certain way. And I'll tell you, the proof is in the pudding. Whenever I live that way, things turn out so 
infinitely much better. Yeah, I, I echo that very strongly because I, I will, I, I have done that for a while and then kind of taken it back. Mm, yes. You know, and then things don't go as well when I'm unwilling to tithe, when I'm unwilling to hold things loosely. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, I think I, ideas and goals are all fine as long as I'm not gripping them tightly. Right. I, I want to hold a goal like I would hold a, a small bird in my hand mm-hmm. open. You know, the bird is in my hand and if the bird leaves, the bird leaves. I'm not going to squish it to keep it from going away. I will yeah. succeed in keeping it from going away, but I will also kill it. Yes. And what the, that that's the total opposite of what I want. So I try to hold things loosely. Right. This or something better is a great phrase that we use that gets right at that for me. Yep. If I have a vision of, a, of a something I would like to be or do or have in my life, um, I can always end my thought about that with this or something better because my mind is limited That's and there right. is more available to me than I can possibly know. So I don't want to close myself off to that. Yeah. So if I, and, and I try to remember that if I feel like I'm losing something, maybe I'm losing something in order to gain something even better. Yeah. You know, when, when, when we're acting out of our own um, idea of what's best for us, we are, my experience is that I'm always going to sell myself short. I'm never, ever going to aim high enough. Yeah. Whatever best thing I can imagine for myself, the divine mind, God, higher power has something even bigger and better in mind. So I'm always going to sell myself short. So I like that, you know, this or something better or better yet. Yeah, there's nothing, I mean, it's, there's nothing wrong with having an idea of what we think we want or, you know, goals or things like that, that can help those things come to fruition. But like you said, always holding them lightly and realizing that things may turn out in a completely different way than the way I imagined them. And it's going to be so much better than what I imagined. Now I may also, so it's kind of like when we're asking for something, we want to focus on the, um, the essence of the thing and not the thing itself. You know what I mean? Like what I want is a happy, loving relationship. Now I'm not going to get specific about who that's going to be with or exactly what it's going to look like. You know what I'm saying? So, cause I'm going to be limiting myself. Um, or I want a job where I feel fulfilled and I do meaningful work, but uh, you know, getting the call to ministry was proof enough to me that I had no idea what that was supposed to look like because that is not what I imagined. And yet that's what it turned out to be for me. So um, I'm always, I'm never going to aim high enough. I'm just not because I'm human. And so, like you said, holding those things loosely and, and giving the universe the opportunity to bring us what it is we're asking for in a different package than what we thought. Right. Limiting thoughts we're talking about. Yeah, that's particularly powerful and can be, uh, you know, difficult to wield because finding that balance point between holding a goal, you know, I want a hot tub and sort of clinging to it like it has to be this size or it has to be this kind or it has to look like this. Well, why don't I just feel the feeling of, you yeah. know, if I had a hot tub, it would be great because then I could go sit in it and just commune with nature. So focus on that and let the universe deliver that experience. 
what it's going to look maybe like. Maybe it's yeah. a hot tub, and maybe it's you're moving to Hawaii. Is oh, that better than a hot tub? Well, it is if I want to move to Hawaii. Yes. Yeah. It certainly could be. You know, I'm I'm reminded as you share about this way of seeing God as a uh, field of infinite possibility, kind of like an ocean mm-hmm. of possibility. And I've heard it said, um, if God is this ocean of possibility, the only question is, am I bringing a thimble or a bucket? Exactly. And I go to the ocean. And when I limit myself, I'm bringing a thimble. Yep. This is all, all I can conceive of is this one little piece. If I could just stay open and be broader, then I'm, I'm bringing a bucket and not just uh, a thimble to it. It doesn't that. And, and I, like, I really appreciate that sense of expansiveness. Yeah. That's what I like about that ocean image. That's what I like about conceiving of God as a field of infinite possibility. Do you remember the Bible verse where Jesus said God is a field of infinite possibility? me either what jesus said was with god all things are possible well and showed us with the loaves and fishes and so many other things that you know we're always aiming too low didn't edwin Gaines say something about that i think i heard her say something about it's the size of the cup that we're holding out or something like that i'm sure that she did she had ways i think i heard her say that over 20 years ago Uh, and i still remember it Yeah, she's a she's a friend and a favorite teacher of mine. Or, or right. as my friend Bill Gates warned me, don't drop names. Okay, it's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know. I don't know Bill Gates, but I do know Edwin Gaines. Well, uh, we have said a whole lot about this topic. <laughs> as my dear, close, and personal friend Edwin said, don't drop names, Dan. <laughs> Uh, let's step way back if we can and see if we can find a concise way to sum all this up. And the way that we do this is I will pose a hypothetical question, something that someone could ask to Reverend Michelle. So Reverend Michelle, if someone came to you and said, you know, give me the, give me the quick answer or the short version. Um, I get that I need to let things go, but it's not that easy. What are some simple things I can do that will help me let go of whatever's troubling me? Give me some tools, tips, or skills? Well, in early recovery, the third step prayer was very helpful to me. It's a really great prayer. The language is a little antiquated, but it's still a very powerful prayer. I would try looking at that third step prayer and using that. Some folks use a God box, you know, to sort of write their worries on and put it into a physical box where you can sort of imagine yourself, you know, putting it over here and the idea that you can take it back if you need to, but you're going to set it over here and let the universe take care of that. Um, Whatever works for you, you know, there's so many different ways of um, releasing. We have to find what works for us. Um, We, we can trust and affirm that all is unfolding in divine order. That's, that's, that's another coming to believe, you know, we don't just get that immediately. We, we learn to have trust in that over time. Now that doesn't mean it's going to turn out just the way I want. It means it's going to turn out even better than what I imagined. Ultimately, we can even just visualize, you know, there has been times that I have literally visualized myself taking something and placing it in God's hands. That's what I needed yeah, to do. I find was, that helpful too. I mm-hmm. picture myself in the back of a boat that's just tooling through the water and I'm just dumping, you know, fish out or the garbage is uh, into it, you know, 
as, a, as an image. My answer begins with prayer and meditation, some kind of contemplative practice, not that it's an instant solution, but right. it's, a, it's a foundation for all yeah. of this. So just start something. Um, to Like we've been talking about, acknowledge other possibilities, even if I can't see them yet. Just acknowledge mm -hmm. that they exist, or at least be open to the idea that they could exist. And practice turning it over. You said that God can or or whatever. And, and what I've done that's been helpful is when I'm trying to let go of something like when I quit smoking and the idea comes back to me, I can say like, I'm talking to that thing. Yeah. I see what you're saying, but I'm letting God handle that now. Yeah. Thank you. Yep. And goodbye. Or whatever approach that you have that works for you. Really good tips. Well, our affirmation today can help you to uh, remember these things. And our affirmation is this. I release anything and everything that no longer serves my unfolding good. I love that because of the open ended. This is an mm -hmm. this statement has an open up end to it, like upside. Yeah. I release anything and everything that no longer serves my unfolding good, whatever that may because be. Because my good is unfolding. That's the yeah. unstated assumption. Well, it has happened again. If you've made it this far in the in the show, uh, you've given yourself the gift of another hour listening of, to Spirit of Recovery, and we are grateful. We hope that you found something in all of our wittering today that will be genuinely helpful to you in your own recovery. That's why we're here. That's why we do this. Maybe something that we say will show you mm -hmm. something within yourself that will be helpful to you. Thank you, Reverend Michelle, as always, for our fun discussion and thanks to all who are listening to the podcast via spotify apple podcast google play stitcher and tune in we bless you wherever you are on your journey and listeners as always you can connect with us throughout the week on our facebook page where you are invited to leave us your thoughts and feedback and that spirit of recovery on facebook and we invite you to join us again next tuesday at 4 p.m central and until then don't drink like my co-host. And don't drink like my co-host. Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show, exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.